We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk a little team, man, because that's what I'm missing. We're not talking enough about the team. It's all this recruiting stuff all the time, which I love. But, man, I want to talk about this football team because I'm I'm excited about this year. That's the most important group that's nestled right in front of the 23 class Mm -hmm. is the Notre Dame team that takes the field September 3rd up at the horseshoe to face off against Ohio State. And we were discussing, and it would be great to see what you guys are going to say in the chat because, you know, Going into camp, I'm going to give my first one, which starts with camp. But we want to talk about the obstacles Mm -hmm. that face Notre Dame, the biggest obstacles facing Notre Dame going into this season. And Mm -hmm. can I start with camp itself? Yeah. Start wherever you want, buddy. I need need help. Health Mm -hmm. coming out of fall camp. That's that's the first – and for me, the yep. most important obstacle, health coming out of fall camp. We we Everywhere. know, Brian, you know, we have, you know, all of these shows we're able to do now. These young fans, they don't know what it was like waiting to read an article or to hear from a loose emoji from a weekly newsletter. Right. Updating who was hurt, who's going to miss the season. Someone tore this, someone tore that in the anguish. Of just reading that, like, oh, now we have to replace this guy, replace that guy. Let me tell you something. For this team, this goes back to what Marcus Freeman said. He said, I envision this roster being 1A and 1Bs. I don't see mm-hmm. first, second string. He said, our depth is very strong up the middle. Running back to quarterback. Defensive line, linebacker, all the way back to the secondary. He said, mm-hmm. we're building on the perimeters. We're still building on the perimeters. But up the middle, we have those 1A and 1Bs. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned the running back room. And what happens? Jadarian Price. Right. Terrace is Achilles. Right. And now we're going Logan, to Logan, Logan Diggs, Diggs' shoulder. Right. Shoulder from the blue and gold game. And now it's like, okay, look. 
We know how good this team can be, right? And, you know, I talked to my guy jokingly this weekend, and I said, look, man, like, tell me what it's like. Like, you, because the current players, they pay attention to all the recruiting buzz, mm-hmm. 23, 24, who they get. And they're, they're like, okay, it's time for us to take center stage now. It's time out for all of these guys that aren't here. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to take center stage. They're raring to go. They've been hitting each other for months, <laughs> running against each other, testing each other for months. And now, coach speak, right? You hear this all the time. Let's go out here and take care of each other. Mm-hmm. You've had to say it to players. Let's go out here and take care of one another. Mm-hmm. And that more than any other season for me has to be paramount let's go out here let's compete there might be a few jobs on the line but at the end of the day let's take care of each other and mm-hmm. hopefully we come out unscathed you know you know they're gonna be that's gonna be soreness you're gonna have some nicks and nacks and twisted mm-hmm. ankles some guys are gonna have to going to have to take a couple of days off at the end of the day Everyone that's projected to run on that field in the top 22 right now, you want them physically to be able to run out there and do it. And if they get beat out by someone else, then you're fine with that because of the competition. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
if you don't have some guys getting bumps and bruises in fall camp, it's because you're not being physical enough and you're not going to be prepared to win, right? right. Like that's just going to happen. I think health is an, is is the biggest obstacle. I mean, and really, we, you and I kind of talked about three specific areas to dive mm-hmm. into, which we'll get into, but both of them really kind of come around to health. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our, our number one yeah. priority is Tyler Buckner's health. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing. And it's not so much from the standpoint of his injury history, you know, the kid sprained his ankle fall, going, walking down the steps, right? Like, yeah. I don't anticipate this being a consistent problem in his career, you know? Um, he's a kid that tours ACL. That's just one of those fluky things. It doesn't promote a, a history of long-term injuries. Like, the things that kind of kept him out of games this year are things he could have played with as the starting quarterback. You know, like the the, the hamstring injury. Like, if, he, if he's the starting quarterback, he still plays. You just would have kept him in the pocket. The problem is, is his role was as a runner. Yeah. And so he couldn't play through the pulled hamstring as a runner. Right. You know, so you couldn't tailor his game to that. Right. right. So, you know, but but whatever the whatever that, whether you think he's injury prone or not, we can all agree that you need Tyler Buckner to stay healthy this year. Oh, without to be a doubt. the team they're capable of. Because right, when we talk about obstacles, the obstacles aren't, you know, if this happens, they're gonna go eight and four, right? I, I remember going into 2015, we're having the same conversation. If Malik Zaire gets hurt, their name is gonna be in big, big trouble. And I was like, no, they won't. They'll be fine. Like Malik was my guy. As you know, yeah. you, you know how what kind of player I thought he could be. Yeah, you know what I think that team could have been if yeah. he doesn't get hurt. But I was like, they're going to be fine because they have Deshaun Kaiser, and he's still throwing to flipping Will Fuller and Chris Brown, and you know, handing off to see to Torian Folston, who we thought was going to be that guy at the time, and yeah. you know, and he's going to have a great O line and all this other kind of stuff. Like they'll be fine. And and I yeah, kind of feel the same when you're trailing under a minute left on the road. Feels good to just say, I'm just throwing up the Will Fuller. <laughs> just go get yeah, it. Just throw it as far as you can. <laughs> Nobody else will get you, right? Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> right, we'll get it. You know, um, hey, let's run a wheel route to CJ Prosize out of the backfield, right? You have some dudes. <laughs> but the, the the point is, is that, that you know, Tyler Buckner, like if Drew Pine's got to step in a starting lineup, Notre Dame can beat almost, almost any team on her schedule mm-hmm. if he just runs the offense. Yeah. But that's 10 and 2 compared to are you a playoff team? Are you a championship team? And that's the standard. And to me, there's really only one quarterback on the roster, in my opinion, right now that can be that type of guy yeah. uh, because of then the depth at other positions. Mm-hmm. Because I like the receiver room a lot, but let's be honest, there is no Will Fuller on that roster right now. No. There is no Michael Flood on that roster right now because in 2011, you had a, you had a, a, a Michael Mayer type and Tyler Offer, but you also had you also had Michael Floyd. You know, so there isn't that guy. So the quarterback has to be a little bit more of a playmaker as those guys emerge. And so to me, the reason I say what I say about Tyler is because I do believe that Tyler Buckner is that guy. And, you know, I kind of like to do this thing, and I wish everyone would do this. If you think that a guy you're watching in high school is the answer over a guy that's currently on the team and has some evidence that makes you not think highly of that guy. I'm being serious here because I have to do this myself, go back and watch the highlights of that kid at the same age. So I've had people tell me like, well, you know, Notre, Notre Dame is screwed because they didn't get Dante Moore because Tyler Buckner's not that guy and CJ Carr's not blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. I'm not going to argue with you too much because everybody knows my stance on Dante Moore. But I'm like, but have we forgotten just how good Tyler Buckner was as a junior in high school? And I'm like, how about you go back and watch Tyler Buckner's film and then watch Dante Moore's film and tell me that Tyler Buckner ain't that guy. Right. Because if you look at them in the same age of development, Tyler Buckner, they're different players. Tyler Buckner was a dude. 
you know, going into his senior year, he was considered going into the summer before his senior year, he was considered a five-star quarterback. And then he had the elite 11 with the, with the change and throwing motion and he didn't play his senior year and all that stuff kind of stunt, stunted that momentum, but he was a dude. And, and, and why was he a dude, Sean? I mean, we, the running ability is outstanding. The playmaking of, I mean, you'll see him kind of scrambling all around and they just flick it down the field to some, somebody, nobody else in the, in the stadium saw except for yeah. Tyler Buckner. But he's also a kid that can sit in the pocket and pick you apart and make throws down the field and with good timing and anticipation. He's not just some, you know, run throw guy that you're hoping can develop as a passer. It's I hope that his passing that we saw in high school is still there because he was really good at it. Yeah. And and to me, he's the kind of guy that can put the, uh, the everybody else around him on his shoulders and say, hey, I got this. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I still think Notre Dame needs that to compete for a championship. I don't think Notre Dame is good enough, in my opinion, as a program yet to – they can't win with a Stetson Bennett like Georgia could because the right. town around him was so good right. that they could still win. You know, people have talked about, well, Bama's won a title with Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarron and Jacob Coker. Uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but – the town around them was so good that you could win in spite of them. I don't think Notre Dame is there, and most teams aren't. Yeah, You take Joe Burrow off LSU, and you replace him with just about anybody in the country other than Trevor Lawrence, and LSU is still really good that year, they don't win a title, Yeah, in my opinion. I agree. You know, and, and we've seen that with Trevor. You know, when, when, when he played in 2020, they were a playoff team. When he didn't play in two games, they barely beat Boston College and lost another name. Yep. You know, and, and so th- th- because Clemson isn't at the point where they can just put anybody quarterback. Look at Kelly Bryant. You know, like the one time Bama and Clemson played and, and Clemson didn't belong on that field was when they had Kelly Bryant at quarterback. Yeah. Even games they lost with Trevor or not. Actually, they didn't lose to Bama with Trevor. But with Deshaun, I mean, that was a four-quarter you know, back and forth, back and great heavyweight game. fight. Yeah, when they played in 2017, they didn't they didn't belong on the field that yeah. day. You know, and then they smoked Bama in 2018 with Trevor Lawrence. And I just feel like Notre Dame is is in a position where they need a quarterback. They're not the roster isn't there yet where they can just a game manager can lead you to a title, right? But 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 what we saw last year is that a game manager can lead you to 11 and one, right? We saw Ian Book, a game measure can lead you to a playoff game, but to take that next step, which is the goal, yeah. they got they need a playmaker. And especially with – I don't think the schedule is as tough as people think it is top to bottom. I actually think it's kind of a softish schedule after yeah. the first four. Yeah, I think a lot of people rank it – I've seen it rank top eight. Because I've of the top. Ranked like 12. Yeah. Because not many teams have three guys, three teams that somebody ranks in the top five, which USC is ranked in the top five by ESPN. Yeah. And Clemson and Ohio State obviously are. The top is incredibly challenging. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's after that, it's, it's, there's, there's just not a lot of really good stuff there. Yeah. Cause I take so, the Cam Hart approach. Right. To USC. Like you have to beat me to prove it. Right. Like until further notice. Right. I'm not really taking you seriously. Right. You know. Right. Will you be better down the line? Right. More than likely, but. But unlike last year where it was Cincinnati and then a big drop off between the next two teams, right? Mm -hmm. Wisconsin and Purdue. I mean, big drop off. This year, there's like three Cincinnati's. Yeah. Two, two, excuse me, two Cincinnati's, excuse me, two Cincinnati's, Clemson and, and Ohio State. Yeah. 
you know, uh, and, and so in order to beat them, you you need that guy. Well, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to hold off on Clemson. I just we don't know. We let, don't let me just, know. Let me just we don't this. know what they have at quarterback. Let me just say this, Sean. That's the only reason. The reason that it, they're, they're in that conversation for me now is because we're talking about the Notre Dame offense against the against Clemson. Oh yeah, because we're you know what I mean. Like yeah. Clemson to me is is they're not what they were in 2018 or no. or 2015 or 16. However, their defense is in front seven is every bit as good as those teams they had. Yeah. And if Notre Dame doesn't have a game changer quarterback, then that game's going to look a lot like the Georgia Clemson game last year. Yeah. That's my, that's my thing. But then I'll point to, I'll raise you, raise a little bit in the pot. I'll sprinkle the pot a little bit mm-hmm. and raise you with this counter. I go back once again to a really good defense that Brent Venables had in that in that championship game. Mm-hmm. And thinking about, you know, Trevor Lawrence coming back, you say, okay, Trevor Lawrence was the difference. Well, of course he was. Sure. All right? Absolutely. But if you really go watch both of those games and really focus on the front, mm-hmm. just focus on the front, Notre Dame won both of those games in the trenches. Correct. And totality. Well, and especially the first game because they didn't have Tyler Davis. Right. Right. Even with Tyler Davis, if you watch that first quarter and a half. Yeah. They were moving the ball. It should have been 17 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Notre Dame was handling, and I don't – Yeah. Look, I'm not worried about Notre Dame physically against anyone in particular. When I say worried – I'm not saying that they won't have troubles, but I'm not going in the game yeah. like, oh my God, I don't see any way. Here's my counter to that, Sean. I'm going to counter your counter with another counter. Couple things. Number one, that 2020 Clemson defense did not have Miles Murphy and Brian Breezy on it. Not, not, not in who they, they were are the now. babies. They were the they babies. Were freshmen. They were the babies. Right. Yeah, right. And they are they are much better players now than anything Clemson had that year. Like now, oh, no one's talking yeah. about Tyler Davis anymore. Like he's right. like the an afterthought now at Clemson because of how good those kids are, right? And then Trenton Simpson is a is I mean their linebackers weren't as good as this group is inside, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, number two, it, it's it reminds me like of the the twenty seventeen Georgia game. That was the best Notre Dame line that they've ever had, but Notre Dame struggled to to, to win that game because they didn't have a playmaker, a quarterback that could beat you with his arm and his legs, and they didn't have the skill around it. to. So Notre Dame could go toe-to-toe with Clemson and still score 13 points. Mm-hmm. If it, And that's where we come down to the quarterback. That's why the quarterback is so important because, in my opinion, because of what I think of the defense and the offensive line and the skill, as long as health is good, that they are a, a, a – they are Tyler Buckner being what I hope he is and think he is away from saying – they may not beat everybody, but they can beat everybody. Yeah, that's the difference, and I think that's where some of us need to kind of just look. If you're if you're in this doubting Tyler Buckner thing, I just encourage you to go back and watch his junior film again, right, and just refresh yourself of what he is. And if you're going to watch the second half of the Virginia Tech game in order to talk yourself off of the Tyler. Buckner bandwagon, then I would encourage you to also watch the first half of that game to get back on. And that's the key for me. Remember, I told you, I had to go back to make sure I wasn't being too critical. 
right. Tyler Buckner. And I said, right. you know what? Even in watching him struggle, right. I still saw how right. he could be successful right. in this offense. Right. It was like he struggled because, yeah, he didn't read the covers right. He threw the pick right. six. That happens. He's young. Like, you expect that to happen. Right. You don't want it to happen. Let's go to the interception in the fourth quarter. He wrote the play he rolled his ankle on. He just missed the pass. Like he literally mm -hmm. created an opportunity for a big play on a big third down mm -hmm. by scrambling out to the right. He just he overthrew the guy. The guy was open. He overthrew him, and then he twists his ankle. Mm -hmm. And this is what you expect to get. You right. expect him to get more comfortable in the system, know what he's doing, know what he's supposed to do. You right. have talent around him. And now that offensive line is something he can depend on even more. It's those one to two or three. You don't have to win a game, but best believe there are going to be two games this year that Tyler Buckner's going to have to win where he just can't mm -hmm. integrate himself into the team aspect and just say, okay, we're going to win this game if I just mm -hmm. do this. Yeah, um, he's he's going to have to elevate his play, right? At because least two times this because year. your second best team this year isn't Wisconsin. No, it's no. not Purdue. Right, right. And we saw that last year with what they the all the issues they had last year, O line, all these. They still were good enough to beat everybody, and they yeah. had games that were closer, but they were still able to just go out there and have better players than everybody else. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and and that is still true in my opinion of ten teams on the schedule. Yeah, right, and. You know, but but there to me, there are two teams, however, that are like to, to, the biggest danger for Notre Dame, Sean. And this is I'm gonna go back to Clemson. The biggest danger Notre Dame has is a team that can can play with them in the trenches. You don't even mm -hmm. have to beat Notre Dame in the trenches. You have to be able. To, you have to keep them from dominating you. Mm -hmm. The one team that I'm confident, at least when you're talking Notre Dame offense, that can at least play with the Notre Dame offense, offensive line, and and potentially win that battle. We, we're kidding ourselves that we don't think there's a chance that Clemson could outplay Notre Dame with Breezy and Simpson and yeah. Tyler Davis. I mean, it, but that's the biggest danger for me. I'm actually more worried about that than I am teams that have great offenses but don't play defense. Oh, <laughs> or she. No. Uh, you know, so uh, because it's like you can, can – it's like 2017 USC Notre Dame, right? It's the team like, – like USC could match Georgia's skilled talent that year. No question. But they couldn't match Georgia in the trenches, and that's why Georgia was able to beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame absolutely curb-stomped USC yeah. that year. Yeah, And that's the concern with, with Clemson is if Tyler Buckner is not that guy, then they can negate the Notre Dame offense and make it a low-scoring game to where Clemson doesn't need a quarterback to go out there and lead you to 47 points in double overtime because they're going to beat you 20-13 to 13 or 17-13 to 13 or you know that kind of thing. Yeah, If Tyler Buckner is that guy, then I don't care how good your defense is, He's going to go out there and make enough plays to where your offense better make some plays against us. Yeah. And, you know, looking at it from a Notre Dame standpoint. And I think to me, that's the, that's the, that's the key for me, Sean, is, is if Tyler needs to be, because if you can take the pressure off your offensive line in ways that Jack Cohn, as much as I loved him, everybody knows I'm a big Jack Cohn guy, right? But the reality is, is that Jack Cohn could not thrive if the offensive line wasn't having a day. Correct. Tyler can. And that's the difference for me. You don't need your offensive line to be elite every single game to still yeah. be really good on offense with Tyler Buckner. What else gives me confidence is the fact that the former staff and the way they viewed Tyler Buckner lets you know 
how really impactful he is. Mm-hmm. Because for them, he was the game changer. Right. He was the guy when everything kind of slowed down. Okay. Let's put him in so we can create something. Right. So we can make something happen. Right. And so if they believed in him, right. I'm I'm ecstatic to see what he can do. Well, and I can tell you, talking to my sources, that there there's a lot of excitement about what he can bring to the table this year for this offense. And, I, and I'm not talking about just coaches and I'm mm-hmm. not talking play. I mean, Sean, and you, you, you have sources, you know, yeah. that there's a lot of people say if he's healthy, if if the guy we see in practice more often than not is the guy that's going to play on Saturdays this year, we're going to be all right. I mean, that's the thing you can't, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, thought into that. People keep asking about why they put him in the bowl game. Marcus Freeman said before the game, this is about sending the seniors out the the right way. Out the right way. Yeah. That's what that game was about. He said that before the game. Mm -hmm. This is about sending the seniors out the right way. So you're going to give Jack Cohen. Plus, again, your offensive line was getting killed. And you were – Jack Cohen threw for 500 freaking yards in the bowl game, people. Jack Cohen was not the problem in the bowl game. The quarterback was not the problem in the bowl game. You know, it was was everything else (laughs) besides the pass game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry, Sean. I'm actually um, also, as we're talking, I'm trying to uh, prep a story uh, that good. Sean Styers just sent me about uh, Notre Dame. It sounds uh, Talking to various reports, it sounds like Notre Dame has found its new baseball coach. Um, and uh, his last name, his name is Sean Stifler. So, um, oh, I wonder yeah. how his mom looks. Uh, that, that's it's funny you say that because uh, that's exactly what um, that's exactly what Brandon Plens interested. Because I wonder if Stifler's mom is still hot. Uh, so that question was asked. Oh, you know, that joke is going to go oh, yes. for a long time. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, yeah, that that uh, that was that was that he's been at BC in the last couple of years. So we're working on getting that on, onto the, the site as well. What's your, as you do that, you know, I'm interested in understanding his development, but also trying to figure out what part of his game is the most important part. To my Buckner. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Cause I, most people just automatically say legs. Yeah. It's the pocket. Hmm. It's his it's his feel for the game in the pocket. Look, legs are only gonna take you so far, right? Like if you're just a runner, we saw this with Lamar Jackson against LSU in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they were able to to shut take the pass game out and it was just Lamar running. And it's like, well, we're 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 fast. We can run with you. You know, uh, if you can't sit in the pocket and beat us, whether it's your receivers aren't good enough, your line can't protect, or you can't throw, whatever the reason is, 
then we're going to neutralize you when you get into those big games. So, again, right. we're talking about what's the biggest part of his game. Tyler Bunker can run around and play street ball, and, and Notre Dame goes 10-2 to two this year. But to beat all three of or two out of three of – or actually say three out of four of Ohio State, BYU, Clemson, and USC, if USC is what people say they are – He's going to have to be a weapon from the pocket. He's going to have to sit in the pocket and be able to make plays. And then if he's able to do that, then when you step into the plate, you know, step up into the pocket, excuse me, and and your running becomes even more impactful now. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing that always hurt Brandon Wimbush in those big games was teams would just say, we're not going to let you run on us. We're going to make you beat us with your arm. USC tried that, and Brandon smoked them, and, the, and then USC had no answers. Miami did the same thing, and Brandon wasn't hitting those throws. And we saw what happened, right? right? So, you know, to me, and this is kind of part of what I'm excited about this year, to me, Tyler Bucker, at the very least, at the very least, is going to be as good as Brandon Wimbush was in 2017, at least. I think he's got a chance to be better because I think he brings a lot more to the table as a passer than Brandon did by that point in time as his career. And to me, that is that's the so that that's the key, Sean, is Brandon was a dynamic player, but in the big games, the best teams can neutralize if that's all you can do. He's got to be able to, to because if he can sit back and make plays in his like if he can go into Columbus and make plays with his arm, and Ohio State has to respect that then that enhances his ability to then go make plays with his legs and the design runs and the scrambles. So it's his ability to process information and make good decisions in good time that is going to be the biggest key to Tyler Buckner's success this year. There's no question about it. In my opinion. What's your next obstacle? Well, I think the depth that at the it kind of ties into we've already talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's the depth at the skill positions, which we we've discussed. That if if they're healthy at receiver and running back, they're going to be fine. If they're yeah. not, then they're going to get into some issues. Yeah. So the final piece we'll discuss, Sean, to me, is the secondary. Mm-hmm. Now, I expect the secondary to be good this year, Sean. It's going to be a good secondary. It's going to be better than last year's secondary. But good is one thing. <laughs> good enough to compete and win your your biggest games is another thing. Yeah. The secondary will not be a problem for Notre Dame in 9 out of 12 games this year. They won't. How it performs against Ohio State, Clemson and USC and you could even throw BC in there. If you know, the, the reason I don't want to throw BC in there is because the miss because BC doesn't have USC skill talent after Zay Flowers, and they have similar line issues because they now have to replace all five offensive linemen from last year since Christian Mahogany got hurt. So I just I don't think BC can hang with Notre Dame in the trenches the way that because of the injuries and all the losses the way that um, those other teams can. But the the skill talent is you could you could out you could play out play them in the trenches. And and USC has enough skill to where if you're not at least making some plays in the secondary, they still have a chance to beat you. Same against Ohio State, same against Clemson. So to me, it's not so much the secondary. It's going to be good. It's going to be better. But will it be good enough and make enough plays against Ohio State, against Clemson, against USC to allow Notre Dame to go two and one in those games? That's going to be the key because that's look. It, it, you get beat, beat. You got to beat all the teams you're supposed to beat, right? That's something Notre Dame's done a lot of in recent years. But can you 
then go into a season and say, but we've got to win some of these ones where the talent is equal or maybe we're a little behind. And if the secondary can step up and play, Sean, uh, then I think they can. But if they don't, then and Notre Dame's going to get in a situation where they got to win all three of those games in the shootout, or at least two of those three games in the shootout, that makes me a little bit more nervous because of some of the other issues we've discussed. Well, you know, just the composition of seasons. You always have a game that you didn't expect. A game that was closer than you thought it was be it would be, a game that you had to use your offense rather than your defense to win the game. You know, we expect a lot of points to go up when they face BYU. Mm-hmm. That's what we expect. You know, but BYU, who knows how that defensive line is going to be? They might have some right. big boys and they might be able to shut the running game down and force Tyler into certain situations. And Notre Dame has to pull out a close defensive battle. Mm-hmm. this is football this is why you take the field right you play the game play to win and you hope to execute and this mm-hmm. is why you have three phases that impact the game right you know and we can talk offense we can talk defense you know that special teams mm-hmm. is, is a big question going into fall camp for multiple reasons and like you said you know the defensive backs for me, is something that I understand, mm-hmm. you know, the hesitation for most to kind of feel comfortable and feel good about it. But at the same time, because of the coaching and because of certain things I mm-hmm. saw when we did get the opportunity to watch the team during the spring, I just really think from a fundamental standpoint, they're going to be prepared as a group, as a group to go out and make vast improvements. Yeah. But that's not my concern though, Sean. Like I'm not, I I agree with you hundred percent. My, my concern is, will it be enough in those games? You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's going to be the, that that's the, and again, it's an obstacle. If they are, then Notre Dame can play with them. If they're not, then they're going to be in trouble. And that's, that's what I mean. It's not a prediction that they're going to suck again. It's just, that to me could be an obstacle to this to this football team. We're going to find out. Game. We're going to find out very early. <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt. Well, I mean, we talked about the big three teams, right? You know, but there's also BC with Zay Flowers, which I mentioned. There's there's Josh Downs at North Carolina. Yeah. You no, know, BC's got these. I mean, BYU's got these kids that aren't you know that aren't going to go out there necessarily and like run great times at the combine, but those kids know how to get open. They're like, you got a bunch of Rico Flores types running around. You know what I mean? Uh, even, even the teams that aren't necessarily great teams have some guys that can make plays in the pass game. And if, you know, those games I'm not as worried about because they're not going to give up 40 points to those teams because the secondary is going to be better. Yeah. But you could be a good secondary and get torched by Ohio State. And if USC is what people say they are, and their offensive line does anything remotely decent, you know, then 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 they're going to be good enough to where it becomes a bit of an issue if you're not, um, if you're not able to kind of go out there and make some because you got to make some plays, right? That's a key, Sean. It's it's can yeah. you make plays? It's not about you know you because to beat Ohio State, it's not just about don't let them have 450 yards. It's you got to make some stops. You got to make some plays. You got to get the ball. Are they going to be good enough to do that? That that's a bigger question for me. And specifically for the Ohio State game, you know, I will point this out. We've had this discussion. One of the best secondaries I saw last year 
was the Penn State secondary. Yeah. And I saw it very early on. I, I told you about watching them against Wisconsin and how physically they really couldn't stand up to Wisconsin because Wisconsin mm-hmm. was able to run the ball. But once you got to tight areas where their ability as a secondary right. could really take over, they had great set, great safety play. Great mm-hmm. safety play. The de- defensive backs, in my opinion, weren't at the same level of the safeties. But they what they were asked to do, they were really good at it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the challenge for Notre Dame. Right. Especially at the defensive backs. Like, look, you got can't. This is one thing I can say. Cam Hart walking on the field with Cam Hart and Tariq Bracey makes you feel real good. Mm-hmm. The other questions is something we have to wait and see. Right. But if they can play, because, man, it was not so much that they just lined up with Ohio State mm-hmm. and just ran with them man to man. That That wasn't it. They had right. big physical corners. And what they did was they got after the quarterback and just messed up the timing right? from a physicality standpoint and right. a coverage standpoint because they had really good safeties right. that could hide and disguise, right. and that's what they used. So, and Penn State didn't have – at the end of the day, Penn State didn't have Notre Dame's front. That that was no. the difference in that game. And so, yeah. you know, with the front you have, it's – you don't – again, you don't have to just go out there and lock them down for four quarters. No. That That's – that's not the the standard. Ohio State's going to get their yards. Yeah. You've got to be able to make some plays. You've got yeah. to be able to go out there and say, "Hey, we're, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, we're, we're may give up a player, but don't give up the long touchdowns." Like mm-hmm. you said, you're going to have a much better shot of forcing them into field goals than giving up touchdowns if you can Absolutely. make sure you're tackling inside the 15. Absolutely, right. You just can't get into situations where you're allowing yourself to get to give up those those big plays. Yeah. And that's the key for me. So, I mean, those are my three obstacles, Sean. I mean, and there's always like little things if you can't run them. I mean, those are obvious, right? But just yeah. as far as the things that are that are concerns about where this thing is, those are all the things. Was so there any other kind of obstacles that really pop out? I mean, you could say like top of the top, the top quality, the top of your schedule and all that. But I kind of feel like it's whether or not you're you're on top of your game or not is really the question there. No. I think the only obstacle for this team will be uh, health is is so freakish Mm -hmm. in football with it being a violent sport, like anything. Just look at the way Tyler Buckner twisted his ankle Mm -hmm. against Virginia Tech. That was just like something like that could happen. And the next thing you know, you know, it's Drew Pine's team for like a month. Right. So outside of everything we talked about, no. Just, you know, understanding that something weird is going to happen. Sure. (laughs) Something weird is going to happen every college football season. And hopefully the more than likely or more than most, you get the bounces to go your way. 